Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. Hi, everyone. This week, I have David Taylor with me. He's a program leader at DIY Dads, which is a program run by Hobart City Mission. DIY Dads provides eight self-contained units for dads with either full or part-time care of their children. The dads can be any age and are able to stay at DIY Dads program for up to two years. As well as accommodation, the program provides life and parenting skills that can assist them in living independently in the community, such as budgeting and maintaining a tenancy and making healthy lifestyle choices. So hi, David, how are you? Hi, Claire, how are you? All right, not too bad. Look, thanks ever so much for taking the time out, because I know you're busy with DIY dads, to uh, come and chat with me and come on board this podcast and sort of talk to us about um, what happens at DIY dads and how you help people. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about like what DIY dads is and what you guys do? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the opportunity to to talk about this. So, Hobart City Mission identified a desperate need in Southern Tasmania for supported accommodation. Um, this was targeted at single fathers who don't have stable accommodation, and. Um, the service gap resulted in children being separated from their fathers, um, either through the children being placed in state care or in the mother's full-time custody. Um, as you said, um, we provide eight self-contained units for dads with either full-time or part-time care of their children. And um, as you also said, the dads can be of any age and they're able to stay here for um, a period up around two years, although due to the current housing climate, this time can be extended to however long it takes really oh, okay. for the dads to secure housing. So Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. So so when you say eight units, are they all in the same place as such? Is it like a little community? Yes, it is like a little community. We have a complex of eight two-bedroom units here. Um, there is a ninth unit, which is the office. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have um, a common courtyard area. Oh. Um, and as well as a playroom, a workshop, and a couple of storage rooms, which are around single garage size, okay. um, where we keep some building materials and we have tools and things like that here that the dads can use and um, whenever they need to. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So, so okay. So, how do the dads and their kids sort of? come to your program how do they get introduced at what sort of situations do they come from so dads and their children are referred from agencies all over tasmania and even beyond um we do have one dad here at the moment from interstate Um, most of the referrals come from agencies um, that are for example front door housing services prison support services child safety services other gateway services and um some of the dads even refer themselves here. Yeah, so the complete the referrals are usually completed um, on our referral form, um, which includes information about the person, including details of the children, care arrangements, current housing situation, 
and other areas of support that might have been identified through their service. Oh, okay. So are the dads homeless then, or like have they, so could they come from a scenario where they don't have a home and you're going to provide them with a home, or is it that they need other skills or things? Yes, well, um, usually the main reason is that the dads are homeless and they're unable to um, have care of their children in their current mm -hmm. situation. Um, some of them are in, um, in transients um, and, you know, things like couch surfing or sleeping in their car. We've had a couple of dads that have been living in tents with their children at caravan parks and things like that. Um, there is a small percentage that are staying with family and um, we usually see that when they are staying, are staying with family that the relationships can become strained and um, it's not usually a good place. Um, no, I can imagine, yeah. For, for long-term, you know, for a long-term stay. Yeah, no, look, I can imagine, I can imagine. And look, I know of friends, especially over the last year, who have lost their jobs and who have been uh, renting accommodation and haven't been able to um, pay bills or whatever and have lost their housing. And they and their kids mm. have spent a couple of months living in a tent. So look, it, it happens to anyone and everyone. Um, it's not just, yeah. you know, I mean, the circumstances are, you know, a horrible circumstances, but you know, if you lose your job and you can't pay your bills, then, you know, you can find yourself in that situation pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. The current housing climate, um, particularly here in Tasmania, that you know I'm mainly aware of, isn't um, you know isn't very good for people who are looking for accommodation. Um, you know, I think um, we find that the main reason why um, these single dads are finding themselves homeless is mainly due to relationship breakdowns with their partners and their families. Um, mm. But there's also other determinants like um, loss of employment, eviction yeah. and release from well, prison. Well, yeah, because then release from prison, there's a lot of factors that are against you then and that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's very hard to, um, you know, go out into society if you've been released from prison and, and start afresh, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. And you give those guys a chance. Yeah, exactly. And... Um, you know, like I said, due to the current housing climate, you know, we've, we find that we're currently running at capacity um, and we have a substantial waiting list as well. Um, you know, the cascading um, effect of, of that is that, um, you know, a lot of the guys that are here at the moment probably won't be leaving for a while, which means that, you know, the opportunity to get into somewhere like DIY Dads um, you know, becomes even harder for, for people. And um, when I talk to people that are on the referral list, you can hear in their voice that, you know, their um, hope for anything positive happening for them, you know, in the near future, you know, is drifting away. So, you know, it's yeah. quite a sad situation and um, it'd be nice to be able to help everybody, but unfortunately, um, you know, we're not in that position. No, but look, let's um, we'll talk about later how people can sort of help you guys out and in any particular way um, and assist you uh, later on in the podcast. But like, how do you how do you guys sort of apart from giving them accommodation? There's a lot of other things that you actually do for the for the dads and their children. Um, what else do you help them sort of overcome and 
give them skills in. Okay, um, most of the dads and the children that come here come from backgrounds of trauma. Um, although, however, you know, most of the dads are pretty dedicated to their children and fiercely loyal to them and um, protective. Um, most of the children haven't always lived with their father either, and they often come into care um, of the children through the child protection system. So our dads can find themselves in situations of duress with children that they don't know very well. Um, the children often have serious issues as well, um, you know, including developmental delays um, and um, emotional dysregulation, exposure, you know, to trauma and an inability to to have you know good a good social connection with other children, particularly at school. As far as the dads go, the um, the dads have a wide wide range of issues. Um, like, for example, you know, a lot of the dads come here with nothing but the clothes mm. on their back. Um, you know, we're able to support them to. Um, you know, to manage their way through the system to obtain furniture and things like that. Um, yeah. On top of that, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, we assist them with emotional regulation as well. Um, well, is that through, like, counselling, David? Is that, like, with the emotional regulation, is that, like, through counselling and group sessions and things like that? Or um, do you have other things? Yes. Well, well mainly the support that we provide is targeted to the individual needs of the mm -hmm. person. So um, what we would do is after an initial settling in period is we would um, um, sit down with the dad and have a chat about what his long-term goals are. We'd discuss what any pressing issues are and then we would um, work with them, walk alongside them to um, address those things. and. Um, what we find is that when they come here, there are a lot of um, little things that are weighing them down. Mm. And so what we'd like to do is um, initially is to, you know, have, take a task-centred approach and find out what those issues are and then work together to address them just so that we can um, um, have a clearer look at what the bigger picture is and then take yeah. some steps and set some goals towards working towards that. No, which is awesome because you're sort of giving them a bit of structure and like having a look at how to move forward and improve their future and improve their future with their kids, aren't you really? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So look, um, that's great. What um have you got examples of some of the great outcomes that you've seen during your time at DIY Dads? DIY Dads has been around since April 2017 and um, we're having a four-year anniversary this month. So um, during that time, we've seen 29 dads and 53 children under 18 supported through this program, yes. Blimey. So um, there's also been 18 dads move on to permanent housing, which um, we feel is a, a great result. Also three of the part-time dads that have been in the program have moved on to full-time care and mm -hmm. um, after entering the program with just um, a small amount of part-time care. Um, oh, awesome. So they've got the kids 100% of the time now then? Yeah, that's right. Oh, cool. yeah, it's been a, been a good, great outcome, especially for the, for the children. Mm. So um, 
Yeah, but the great thing I think about the program is it provides little wins every day for these families. I think um, whether it's working through a debt um, to be able to re you know regain their license or yeah. moving on to more permanent housing, this program kind of builds confidence and skills. And um, you know we aim for sustainability over time, and um, that gives the dads and the children the best chance of success when they're ready to leave. Um, I think. One example that I can think of more recently was one of our newer dads arrived in the program with the clothes just on his back. Uh, he had mm. no ID, he had no Medicare card. Um, he didn't even have his own bank account um, and his dental health was bad. He, you know, he hadn't seen a doctor for 15 years and, um, you know, he wasn't able to care for his children because he was transient and didn't have anywhere secure and safe to live. So. Yeah. Um, you know, we find that that's a very common situation um, that a lot of dads that have come here with and um, a lot of referrals that we still have, you know, uh, for people waiting accommodation. But since um, arriving here at DIY, he's been able to obtain his ID, his Medicare card and a bank account. So he's taken responsibility for his own money. Awesome. Taken that responsibility off his sister, who was managing all of that stuff for him. Just recently, a couple of weeks ago, he's seen a dentist. Yeah, he has an appointment and a referral to see a GP in the next couple of weeks. Um, cool. And you know what we're seeing is his increase in confidence has given him the ability to become more involved in the children's lives. I mean, um, since moving here, he now has fifty percent care of both of his children. Wow. And, yeah, which is amazing and. You can see the benefit that um, that has on the kids. I mean, mm. they love their dad. Dad loves the kids, and you know, I think that um, you know it's just right that you know they should have that time with him. And um, full credit to him; he's been able to do the work. And um, you know, that that's a really positive result that we see, and we see that quite often here in the program. Um, yeah, and look, I agree. I agree. Look, dads are just as important as mums. They give the kids um, their own special take on the world. And it's different from, like, I'm a mother, so it's different from, you know, my son's dad gives him a different take on the world to what I would give him. Um, I have a son, so I can't tell him all about the boys' stuff because I only know about the girls' stuff. So, you know, yeah, um, yeah there's just, it's a different complete different and dads have such an important role in bringing up kids and just um you know giving them that different side of the coin as such no yeah absolutely yeah you know and sometimes dads you know i mean mums it's a, i find it frustrating because i think mums get a lot of help and there might be some mums out there who say well we don't get enough help and that's fair enough but you know dad i think sometimes dads get the shitty end of the stick as well in the fact that you know it's it's single mums single mums single mums but there's single dads out there and dads out there who want their kids and um you know they just i don't know they sometimes get forget forgotten about um or they're the ogres and the evil ones that are the abusive you know domestic violence and all of that stuff when actually yeah, exactly. they need help so you know i think yeah, what you guys do are like, awesome it's warming to see that, you know, despite all of his own personal barriers and things that he needed to do just for himself, just to get to the point where he could 
care for the children, um, you know, watching him get through all those barriers and then, you know, start developing into a loving and caring father himself is, you know, it's really, um, you know, it's a real testament to the, um, to the program and, you know, just uh, how people, um, regardless of their background and, you know, what they've experienced in life themselves, they can take an opportunity and make the most of it. And, um, you know, we see that all too often here in, in DIY Dads and um, just little wins every day is just, um, it's an amazing experience to walk alongside yeah. these guys and just, um, you know, help them kick goals and tick boxes and, you know, move on with their life and, you know, start developing into, you know, productive and caring members of the community. That's, um, that's it. Yeah, mm. it's a great it's a great thing about my job. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. What's a typical day like at DIY Dads then? Like what sort of happens there? Because, you know, there's, I don't know, what, what goes on? I mean, you're helping all of these guys, yeah. but, like, what, what actually occurs? Well, I'm not sure we have a typical day here. <laughs> I mean, mm. every day is well, different. <laughs> um, there are a lot of personalities and um, there are a lot of, a lot of emotional moments that we have here that um, you know that you know need attention mm. straight away. Um, each day is different, but um, you know we try to concentrate on developing you know relationships and trust. And um, you know there's a lot of challenges that present themselves on a daily basis. Um, program staff Monday to Friday, eight thirty to five, and general. Generally, we like to spend time in the morning in the common area, gauge how the place mm -hmm. has been over the weekend or overnight and have a cuppa and, yeah. you know, see who's up and about. Um, usually dads are busy. Sorry, usually dads yeah. are busy getting their children ready for school, packing yeah. lunches or um, stuff like that. You know, we try to make ourselves available to lend a hand and yeah. discuss any pressing issues. So that out of the eight, you've got eight self-contained units. And, and like when you mean self-contained, they're like, they've got their own kitchens That's right. and yeah. like, but then you've got a communal area where everyone can come together and like have a cup or have a chat and like, you know, the kids can play and stuff. Yeah, that's right. We've got a, like a playground. We've got a barbecue area where every Friday afternoon we have a community barbecue. Oh, cool. Um, just after, usually after the kids get home from school and at times it, it can be, you know, a little bit um, hectic here. We, <laughs> yeah, we've, you know, over the last couple of months we've um, we managed to get, you know, nearly all the dads and all the kids here at the same time and, um, yeah, it's been, you know, buzzing with activity and, you know, everyone's looking out for each other. The sense of community here is really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can see, like, for it's example. like a family? Is it like yeah, it a family? Yeah, it is like a family. Like, you know, when a new person comes in, well, then all the other guys will rally around and find what they have excess of and hand over to the new person, you know, just oh, to cool. get them by for the first couple of weeks and things like that. But, yeah, they really do look after themselves and, um it's, you know, it's great to see, you know, we have dads supervising other dads' children if they're busy and stuff like that in the play area or in the common area. So, you know, it's great. Yeah, no, that's fair. So, David, um, how long have you been involved in DIY Dads? How long have you been here for? 
I've been here four months. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. so you've been um, in there. What made you join DIY Dads? Well, I was a single dad myself and um, I struggled uh, a lot during um, the time that um, um, that, that happened. I, yeah. I had some... Good support, but I had didn't I had some not so good support as well, and um, yeah, I decided later in life to make a change into the community services area, and, and um, I've been working with families in the child protection system. But I felt like that this position was something that um, was kind of made for me, and with mm. my life experience and um, with my qualifications, as well as. Um, you know, my sense of social justice too. It kind of fitted in with all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And, um, you know, we've made some really good progress over those four months and there's been some really good relationships built. Yeah. So um, look, it's, I think it's good what you're doing because you've been in the same boat as the guy. You've been a single dad. You've been in the same boat as the guys that you're helping. So you know, in a way you can relate to some of the issues and, uh, you know, some of the emotions and, and things that they're going through. Yeah, that's right. Well, the, that's why this program is so important because these men really are us and they experience difficulties that we've all experienced um, just in a more concentrated multiples mm. and, you know, with less resources. Um, you know, they love their kids and they want the best for them. Oh, um, Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, like, so with DIY Dads, are you all guys then working to help these dads? Uh, no, we have an activities officer who's just joined us recently. Um, mm -hmm. And the activities officer's role is to um, assist me and the dads in um, helping to build life skills. Um, we also do some... Um, like some educational stuff with the kids. Um, mm -hmm. We organise play activities, some social activities, and um, also some in-house community um, stuff that everyone can get involved in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what are the um, do, is there, uh, what are the plans for DIY dads going forward? Like, um, is it <laughs> is it to get more accommodation? What what is what are the future plans? like get people to give you money and help you with your, their resources so that you can expand this to bring more dads on board and get some off your waiting list? Yeah, well, this program is um, funded through the generosity of the Tasmanian people and through donations yeah. and also the dedication of Hobart City Mission, which is completely dedicated to filling service gaps, you know, in the community. Mm. So... Um, without them, you know, this place was, wouldn't exist. It's a great initiative. Um, what I'd like to see for the program would be an increase in um, spaces available for other dads. Like, ideally, you know, we would like somewhere where we could, you know, house most dads that are going through yeah. um, the sorts of things that, you know, we see our dads going through. But unfortunately, at the moment, um, you know, it's not possible. The, this place is unique because, um, well, I believe 
that it's the only program of its kind in Australia. I, look, I, um, I think it is, and I would love, I mean, I think it's great that you've got it in Tasmania, um, and I would love to see more of this on the mainland here in Australia. Sorry, that sounds like you're a little island. Well, I suppose you are, but <laughs> you're a little island doing a lot more than we are here in Australia. Um, I'd love to be able to have more DIY dads over here in Australia, in Victoria and New South Wales and, and places like that. So I think what you're doing is fantastic. Yeah, we'd like to see that as well. Like, um, There's very little support for single dads and their children. Um, I agree. You know, and Hobart City Mission have identified that and, you know, filled a real gap here in Hobart. So, they're, you know, our dads are part of a unique population, really. You know, they're often seen by frontline welfare staff, but rarely by psychological or counselling professionals, and they fall through a lot of gaps. Um, yeah. So, we, you know, we aim to support the dads in a holistic way on all those levels, you know, practical, emotional and um, with their parenting, um, in addition to just being homeless, so that's that's the goal of the program is to support support single dads in a in a holistic way, and you know to try and um, move them on to a um, you know have them better place so that they can um, yeah move on and you know become a valuable part of their community and. Well, you're taking away their basic worries, aren't you, which is accommodation and, like, you know, um, you're, you're teaching them to budget better and actually sort of, like, manage their lives better, their, ba their basic lives better so that they can deal with all the other stuff that's going on and deal with the kids and things like that and give them a better foundation that potentially left on their own without your support, yeah. they just wouldn't have had a hope because there's just nothing out there to help them. Yeah, that's right. Just um, addressing those basic requirements, which, you know, like food, accommodation, and like a safe, safe and secure accommodation as well. So a lot of these people yeah. and a lot of these children haven't felt safe ever in their life before. So it's really yeah. important, you know, that we look at providing the support, you know, by using a therapeutic framework and, you know, initially the basis of this uh, the work that we do is to provide a safe and secure accommodation so that we can address other issues that um, might be holding them back. So that's yeah. um, that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So, look, how um, if people are listening to this and they want to come and help you or connect with what you're doing and stuff, how, how do people come and help you guys? help the DIY dads and how do how do we help you to get bigger and help more dads? Great question. And I'm happy to answer that one. Um, um, it's easy to support DIY dads. You can do it through making a financial donation online or by calling 03-6215-4200. Um, also, you know, we accept drop-in donations at our Hobart office of toys, clothing, and baby essentials, things like that. Um, you can even leave a bequest in your will, um, and or you know, develop a corporate partnership with the program. Um, we also have fundraising events, and well, that was um, what I was going to ask. Do you do fundraising events? And if people want to get involved with those fundraising events, where do they? Where are those advertised? Are they advertised on the website? 
Yeah, on the Hobart City Mission website, which is hobartcitymission.org.au forward slash DIY dads. Cool, brilliant. And look, all everything that you've actually stated, I'll post on the podcast blurb anyway. So if anyone does want to help you out, then, you know, it will all be on the links below uh, on the YouTube page and on the podcast details and stuff. So it'll all be on there. So that's fine. Thanks. Claire. So that's awesome. Sorry. No, that's cool. Look, I, I look, I love what you're doing. I think you're doing an awesome job. I think it's fantastic. Dads need a hand too. They get forgotten too much. And yeah, we need to give them a hand as well. So look, David, one last question. Um, I ask all my interviewees this because that's just interesting to find out what you want. Like, David, if you had a superpower, what superpower would it be? Ah, that's a great question. Well, I would like to have like a Thor hammer. Oh my gosh, blimey. So that when I could hit the ground and then that would create a level playing field for everybody. Fair one. In our society. I think... Um, Do you want that hammer to come back to you like it does to Thor? <laughs> yes, that'd be good. There's probably a couple other things I, you know, I could probably come up with that I could use it for. Well, fair but, enough. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I'd like to have the power to create a level playing field for everybody yeah. so that you know, we're all um, given the same opportunities and um, you know the um, you know the opportunity to thrive which you know unfortunately for some people in our community um, they don't get. No look I completely agree with you look thank you so much for spending the time to come and chat with me today look I I love what you guys are doing and that's why I wanted you on the podcast to basically um, get it out there. Uh, I'm hoping that somebody in Australia is listening, taking this on board and we'll set up a DIY dads in Australia because I think that would be awesome as well, as well as helping you guys out in Tasmania. Um, look, it's brilliant. Um, thank you so much for coming on board. Um, and yeah, I wish you all the best and I hope that... Um, we can support you going forward. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to get some information about the program out there, Claire. I appreciate that. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. Have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.